and welcome to Wednesday Night Wallop presents the State of the Wallop. Ryland Turner and Kyle Joseph here with some news regarding our programming. Kyle, how are you? I'm doing all right. Um, I'm actually excited about this, and I'm looking forward to talking about what's coming because it's it's a good change, I think. Yeah, I I agree. Um, things are changing here over at uh, uh, what will be formerly known as Wednesday Night Wallop. Uh, Kyle. We are canceling Wednesday Night Wallop Effective immediately. So, we've decided, we started this out almost like five years ago, I think. Yeah, in October it'll be five years. Yeah, with it being a review of NXT and AEW, sort of back and forth, things have changed dramatically since we started in the landscape of the wrestling world, and we feel like... With regards to our podcast, we want to change it up a little bit. The The weekly schedule, the weekly reviews, just... I feel like we can do a lot more doing other things. So that's sort of what we're going into that direction. Yes, yes. Um, for all of those who do listen week to week with us, uh, we, you know... Obviously, we, we do love... We still love AEW, and we still want to, you know, cover as much... You know, pro wrestling as we can, but to do the weekly shows and to have producer RJ be able to put them out properly for us to be able to do all this, uh, the, the the space is very full of wrestling review shows who um, are able to do this on a more like regular basis and are able to do it at a level that I, I don't think we need to even bother trying to get to. Like we are uh, a different podcast, but. With all that being said, Kyle, uh, let's talk about the programming that is going to continue on with uh, it, uh, on the channel. So we are going to be moving to a format where we have uh, five monthly shows. Uh, remaining unchanged is going to be uh, your show, you and DK doing World's Funniest. That is going to carry on as as we currently have it. However, we are going to be not necessarily introducing. We're going to be doing four shows that are kind of very familiar. We're going to figure out the order of this, however it's going to go. But it's going to be every Friday we're going to be releasing a new show, whatever it happens to be. And those shows are going to be, first of all, we're going to remain doing the Wednesday Night Rewind. We're going to be reviewing old school pay-per-views. That is going to carry forward. And we're going to, yeah, work to figure out what it is we're going to be doing with each of those shows going forward. But that is the plan is we're going to carry forward with the rewind. Mm -hmm. As of right now, me and Kyle are testing a, a new uh, way of doing that by, by talking about eras of wrestling as opposed to uh, just uh, single shows throughout, you know, every episode. I, I think it's going to be something fun for me and Kyle to delve into. And it's going to provide a little bit of... I, I don't know why, I don't know if storyline's the right word. It's going to provide a little bit of context, I think is the right word, to everything that we're reviewing. Yeah, 100%. Um, we're going we're to start that um, with our next Wednesday, or our next Rewind show, Wallop Rewind show. Um, and we're going to be, and we're going to work through 2001, which was an interesting year for pro wrestling. So, and, and one that, Kyle, I don't think you're familiar with. I mean, familiar, yes, but having watched, not really. So we're starting yeah. with the Invasion show. We're going to do three shows. The last one, of course, is going to be Survivor Series 2001. So those that's what we're going to be doing with those, is just to get the idea of the Invasion from sort of start to finish. 
Right, right. And then uh, Kyle will choose an era afterwards, and we'll continue on in that format unless uh, you know we come up with something different. Um, but with that, all that being said, I think that's a, a good way to, to carry on that show. 100%. So the other thing that we're going to be carrying forward is the Roundup show. That is... We have our Roundup news segment every week that we used to do in our weekly reviews. So now we're going to be talking about the news and happenings of the wrestling world for every month. Right. We're still working out the format for what that's going to be. But basically, it's going to be us talking about what's been happening in wrestling news. Probably carrying on with a little bit of our, our AEW stuff. But it's going to give us the opportunity to branch out a little bit, too. Which mm-hmm. is sort of the goal of this. Right. Uh, like, w- with all the fun that we have uh, covering AEW, we do cover uh, a heck of a lot of WWE news, and it would be nice to kind of, you know, see what the rest of the wrestling landscape looks like right now. I, I think that WWE is certainly in an interesting period. Uh, it would be nice to check out some New Japan stuff. It'd be nice to check out uh, all kind, wh- whatever we can muster up news-wise, I think is going to be exciting. And, and the that's other piece be- of this Sorry. is that we're going to be doing our pay-per-view reviews as a part of this. Yes, yes. So if there is a pay-per-view from the month, we're going to be reviewing it here and on this show. Right. The third thing we're going to be carrying on is we're going to be having a sports show. Yes. Yes, it will no longer be known as Ryland's Morning Sports Report, but we're going to come up with a a name for it, and Kyle is going to be joining me as co-host. Yep. We'll be carrying forward, looking at something happening in the world of sports every single month. Uh, usually, I think we're going to carry on with the focus being on a single sport. Yeah. Because that I think that format works pretty well. But that's basically going to be the goal, is to talk about some happening in the sports world every single month. Lastly, and I guess we're officially announcing this, so I'm committing myself to doing this. We are going to be bringing the quiz show as a monthly show. So every month you can expect there to be a quiz show that we will be, that I'll be putting on and that we are going to be running. So we're going to be finding some contestants. It's going to be a goal of the upcoming, of this upcoming time to try to find some people who are willing to do this, give this a shot. And yeah, we're going to try to put this out as a monthly thing, which should be exciting. Right, yeah. Uh, Kyle's always been uh, an incredible quiz master. Uh, and when he came up with the concept of this show years ago at this point, I think it's honestly one of our strongest shows, and I would really hate to lose it. So when we were talking about what our plans were going forward, I always thought, in, in the back of my head, I always had that thought that we can't give up on WrestleQuizdom. Um, I don't know if that's what it's, what it's going to be called going forward. We're going to workshop a bunch of stuff between myself and Kyle, and you can expect some announcements coming in the in the coming weeks, um, as well as, you know, uh, links to, as to where to find us. Uh, I think we're definitely going to try and branch ourselves out a little bit more than we have been going through Podbean. Uh, no, no, no shade on Podbean. They've done us well for the time that we've been there, but I think that it's time to expand ourselves a little bit further. So, yeah, we're going to be looking to doing a little bit of back-of-house changes We'll keep everyone sort of up to date about what things are going to be looking like as far as the shows go, as far as your listening experience. We're hoping to make that as good as possible. And that is the major goal as to why we're doing this is we're trying to find this a way to 
put out consistent content that fits in our schedules and that is going to be of as high quality as we can possibly release because, yeah, that's the goal of this always. Yes, absolutely. And and that's one thing is if you look back on the years that we've been doing this, Kyle, this podcast has grown from this thing that I used to sit in the corner of my bedroom in to this thing where I sit in the corner of my bedroom <laughs> and, and we record. No, no. I Like our, our sound has gotten tremendous over the last few years. Uh, producer RJ has put in some incredible work um, in, in w- w- whether it's music, sound bites, whatever, uh, just how we sound between the two of us back and forth. Uh, so big ups to him. And, and we're going to be seeing, we're going to be uh, definitely putting the challenge on him in the next little while to, Help us, uh, you know, get to that next stage. And and honestly, uh, I'm like you said off the top. Like I'm excited for this. There's a little bit of bittersweetness that that comes with this. I think uh, just because this we've been doing this for so long that it feels weird to change things. But change is good, and it's a positive thing. Like we're, we're like Kyle said, our schedules are different than they were in 2019. Much different than they were in 2020, and. For us to be able to not burn ourselves out and not, you know, get to a point where this becomes more work than fun, um, I think it's best for us to, you know, take those steps uh, in the next direction. And with the schedule that we have lined up, I honestly think that, number one, it's going to be beneficial for everybody working on these shows, but also it's going to be beneficial for the listener. Like, it's something different to expect every week. And you get a little bit more of us than you've ever had. Like Kyle is probably the most frequent guest on the sports report. And to be able to sit down and listen to Kyle talk about sports, it's a treat. So for him to be the new co-host of the show, it's going to be a treat, uh, you know, once a month. So look forward to that. Kyle, uh, is there anything else that you really wanted to get into? We may... Because, you know, getting the opportunity to be a little bit nostalgic about our past show, we may do a best of type of show. We might have a couple, some content coming out in terms of remembering what we, what we've done to this point and some stuff previewing what we're going to be getting into looking forward. I'm super excited to get some of that going. And the most important thing I think is for you to keep your eyes on the Twitter. At WN Wallop on Facebook, uh, Wednesday Night Wallop. Look for those. As of right now, we are going to be likely changing and rebranding this whole thing. But as of right now, that is going to be the place that you're going to want to look to keep on top of all of that. If you go out and follow at WN Wallop right now, you will be the first to know the first uh, the, of everything that's going to be changing as we're going to be moving this in a new direction. Right. Um. Kyle, it would not be uh, an episode of any of the shows that we do here on the network if I didn't surprise you with something uh, to end the show. Um, I know you're you're, you're crunched for time, so I'm going to make this quick. What was the one thing on the Double or Nothing review show that I forgot to talk about? Oh, yes, the Double or Nothing review show. You said you wanted to talk about uh, an idea about a wrestler going for no i can't remember this now okay (laughs) it was night of champions (laughs) oh that's right yes yes so i do want to spend the next five to seven minutes kind of just giving my thoughts on the show i know kyle you didn't watch it but i am interested to hear some of your opinions on 
uh, what went down in Saudi Arabia this past Saturday. Um, let's get into it really quickly. The matches are Seth freaking Rollins defeated AJ Styles to win the inaugural World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's the right call. Seth Rollins is a good person to hold that belt for the time being. The shame of it is this still feels like a secondary championship, and they're going to have to work hard to make it not feel like that. And the fact that it opened the show, which is exactly what I said happened, was going to happen, happened, which was Roman Reigns closes the show. We have to get to a point where that's not going to happen every single time. I agree, 100%. I I was thrown off by this completely. Uh, The two of them had a really good match. It wasn't great. But it was really good. I, I don't think it got to that next level, but what we're expecting out of a 45-year-old AJ Styles, I think might be that he's at the same level as Seth Rollins. And I don't think he is anymore. And that's coming from somebody who, that's my guy. So it's hard to admit that. But I, I just don't think that AJ Styles is the AJ Styles of past. It's like watching LeBron James play on the Lakers now. It's just not, it's not the same. Trish Stratus defeated Becky Lynch with interference from Zoe Stark. Thoughts on this? They're clearly building this to SummerSlam. I don't mind it being a showcase for Zoe Stark a little bit, but I don't know. I feel like she's just going to get bullied by Becky Lynch for the next you know month or two months while they build towards the SummerSlam match. It's possible. I uh, I will say this for somebody who hasn't had a match since 2019, singles wise. Anyway, Trish Stratus I think performed uh, 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 really well, uh, heel wise. Anyway, she didn't do a lot. You know, she didn't. She wasn't out there doing moonsaults or anything like that. But that's never been Trish Stratus. Uh, she she upped the heel game, and I thought that uh, coming out of this match, it looked good. Uh, it looked like Becky Lynch broke her nose again. So that kind of adds to the storyline that they're already building with Trish saying that she was the best ever without having to have her nose broken. Uh, I thought that that was interesting. Um, and uh, you know what? Honestly, Zoe Stark is a character that we're fans of here, but like the personality is not quite there. This isn't a bad thing. To get a rub from Trish Stratus is not a bad thing. We'll see where it goes. Uh, I do think the match did go too long. Uh, 15 minutes was a bit much for Trish's first match in in many years at this point. Uh, Gunther against Mustafa Ali. He obviously defeated Mustafa Ali under 10 minutes. But man, wow, Kyle, this crowd was hot for this one. They loved Ali. Yeah, it's cool to see. Um, This is very much for me. Again, having not watched the match, this is very sunrise, sunset type of thing for me. Gunther is going to carry on. He's going to break Honky's record. They're, they're clearly in a place where they want, you know, their current wrestlers to feel like gods or whatever it is and break all the records. They're going to get Roman to a thousand days and everyone's going to be patting him on the back for, for doing it. Well, they it, did. That, that, that was, it was his thousandth day on the Saudi Arabia show. Fantastic. So he's there. Um, do not care at all. And so that's the thing with Gunther is the shame of this is that he has to hold this title for another hundred days. And that's not to say that he shouldn't. It's to say, I'm ready for him to, frankly, I'm ready for him to topple Roman. Right. I'm ready for him to be the next great final boss. And however you want to do that, I heard a pitch um, on the YouTube channel Parts Fun Known that suggested Gunther should retire Brock Lesnar, and I'm 100% for that. 
Yeah, so am I. I love that. I love that. That's great. Um, the only thing I will say about this match is, and, and you know, I don't want to get political here, but like uh, the Nazi symbolism with Gunther is getting tiresome at this point. And I don't know if you saw what they did on the broadcast. I didn't, but no. They, again, through to very, very close representation to the Nazi party. And it was ridiculous. The amount of references you have with this character, I don't care where he's from. That's not who this guy is. And it should not be how you represent him on television. Good guy, bad guy, it's 2023. It's time for the WWE to grow up a little bit. Uh, that's all I'll say about that, though. Asuka defeated Becky, or sorry, uh, defeated Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. 15 minutes this match got. I thought it was just as good as the WrestleMania match, and I really liked the creative end. Did you hear about how this match ended? I did not know. Okay, so Asuka went for the, the mist during the match, missed it, but then misted her own hand, rubbed it in Bianca's eyes as she was going for the KOD, and then kicked her in the back of the head for the victory. Cool. I mean, frankly, it's cool to see Asuka getting this opportunity. It's a weird show for them to make the title change. But whatever. She's got the belt. She's going to have that run. That's cool. Bianca is obviously a very dominant figure in this and I hope that they keep something going for her, too. Because the biggest problem they have continuously with women's wrestling is that they do still have trouble finding show or things for uh, women's feuds without belts. And the stuff with Trish is one thing, but for somebody who's just on the roster, I don't, we'll have to see what they decide to do. Certainly. Um... Rhea Ripley defeated Natalia in one minute and 10 seconds on Natalia's birthday. Number one, I'm going to say this. Rhea Ripley, uh, you challenged her to find a costume that represents her, or sorry, an outfit that represents her and also um, is not, you know... Conforms to the, the morality standard of Saudi Arabia. Right. She looked like a bass player to an industrial band. It was great. A 90s industrial band. Like Nine Inch Nails, Marilyn Manson level. Like, and, and she looked great. Uh, Dominic, unfortunately, did not come out dressed as her. But uh, one minute, 10 seconds. Uh, did they sell this match short? Or because I, I heard a, I, like the, the response online was this is what that needed to be. Yeah, She needed to dominate her in under two minutes, and they didn't need to go out and have a 15-minute match. I think it's because Natalia is obviously a part of the Hart family, Canadian, and um, we we love her over here. I, I felt shortchanged by this, but what are your thoughts? They book her too weakly for Rhea to not destroy her. This is ultimately that, that the is true. With that is true. Literally during commentary, they mentioned Natalia doesn't think doesn't know if she's going to win this match, but certainly wants to go out and try. Why would she admit that? Why would you ever go into a match and go? I don't know if I'm going to win this one. Yeah, it it just feels like you know Natalia was just the most recent afterthought that they could put in front of Rhea Ripley. Frankly, they need to give her something more to do. A more meaty feud would be nice. We'll see where they end up going. Brock Lesnar defeated Cody Rhodes by a technical submission after Cody Rhodes passed out. Nine minutes, 40 seconds. Uh, this was a tremendous match. 
This was very, very, very good. As we talk about on this show a lot, Brock Lesnar underrated sell. And this guy made Cody Rhodes look like like Jesus Christ had come down from the heavens to face Brock Lesnar. That's what this match represented for me. Um, even Cody Rhodes losing, he didn't tap, he passed out. So, I mean, how do you feel like this match went? I don't care about this feud. Really? Really? Because fully uh, don't care about this feud. It's silly because it's just something for Cody to do. While they're going to have him win the, the the rubber match, and then they're going to have him move on to Roman at some point. But this is just all very silly. Just They should have just beaten Roman at WrestleMania, and all of this other stuff that they're doing is just making this whole thing look super messy. I don't disagree with you on the WrestleMania aspect of it. I do think this keeps Cody strong. I mean, you are beating your biggest draw. Um, and, I mean, even in defeat, like it wasn't like Cody Rhodes lost anything in this, I don't think. He, he had the control for most of the match. And again, Brock was Brock was selling like Roddy Piper. It was ridiculous. Um, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn versus the Bloodline. They defeated uh, Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa at 26 minutes, 25 seconds. Uh, the only thing I'm really going to say about this match, other than the fact that it was a very good match, was Sami Zayn uh, doing the introductions in Arabic for the crowd. This crowd lost their mind. Sami Zayn was ridiculously over. And honestly, it looked like the trip to Saudi Arabia did him some good. If I don't know if you follow his Instagram, but he got to do a few things over there that uh, he was really happy about. Um, what are your thoughts on this? I, listen, I, going in, before I ask that, actually, going into this, we don't cover these shows for a reason. Um, but... I think that this was a really... This is a hard moment not to feel good about. I feel good for Sammy. Like, this was a cool moment for him. As far... And, you know, him getting to go on this trip and being able to, you know, partake in that in what is, you know, has some cultural significance for him. Yeah, that's very cool. And him delivering the this whole thing in Arabic, it, it's, again, it's a goes to show, you know... This was a whole thing that you could have done in the past. And, you know, seeing how popular Sami Zayn is all over the world, maybe you could have given him some sort of rub as opposed to have him holding the tag belts that after this month, I'm not certain they're going to care about. And frankly, they just seem to be building towards them breaking them up, which is ridiculous. Um, And as far as the match goes, Roman didn't get pinned, so I don't care. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, he did, how oh, the, the one thing I will, he did get super kicked by Jimmy Uso. Uh-huh. And Jimmy Uso then looked at Jay and said, this is something you should have done a long time ago. I have to do this. And then he did it again. Um, did the implosion of the bloodline, that doesn't do anything for you? Nope. It should have happened already. Like, that's the thing is, with all of this stuff with the bloodline, for me, it feels like it's it should have already happened. And so I no longer have any strong feelings about it. Hopefully, whatever fallout comes of that will lead to some good matches. But frankly, all of this feels secondary to the title, which you could have done with Roman not having the title. But the problem is that he's the champion and you still have him sitting there with on those two belts with him trying to work a part time schedule 
Like, we complained about Brock Lesnar doing this. Yeah. I don't understand why we wouldn't Roman complain complained exactly about Brock Lesnar doing this. Roman did. It's exact, it's the exact same problem. Um, the last question I'm going to ask you, Kyle, leaving this era of the wallop, or whatever's go, whatever is coming, if Jay Uso is the guy to go over Roman Reigns, do you, do you, yes or no? No. Like, would it be cool? Sure. Do I believe the WWE would actually do it? No. And would they book him strongly thereafter? No, I can imagine that he'd be a transitional champion. I don't mind giving Jay his flowers, but to me, there's, you know, I'd rather it be Cody. And frankly, if you're going to give it to Jay, I'd rather it be Sammy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't know how many times we need to keep proving that Sammy Zane is worthy of this. I think, honestly, my last opinion that I'll, I'll throw out here is that I think that Cody Rhodes has come back and done everything he said he was going to do. He's a draw. He is he, he's somebody who gets good numbers on TV. He's selling merchandise. He's doing all the top guy stuff. He needs that top guy title. Yeah. Kyle, we, uh, we've been doing this for, like you said, four and a half years. And we are going to take a, a little bit of a break. We are going to release the Wednesday Night Rewind. And like Kyle said, we're going to work on something else um, for the next few weeks. But uh, Kyle and I are going to be going uh, going dark for a while um, in regards to, you know, our regular programming. Obviously, announcements are coming. Um, Kyle, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, not particularly, just sort of, you know, keep your eyes peeled and look out. We're going to be, I'm excited for the transition, so we'll see where this goes. Absolutely. With all that being said, Kyle, why don't you tell the fine folks who listen to these programs where they can find us on social media? At WNWallop on Twitter, WNWallop on Instagram, search Wednesday Night Wallop on Facebook. We are there. Get to those as soon as possible. They may be changing in the near-ish future, so we, and we'll keep you posted on that. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Kyle Wallop, Rylan. At R-Y-A-M Sport Report. With all that being said, thank you everybody who's listened to us for the last four and a half years. We look forward to seeing you guys in the future, hearing your feedback, and gaining more of you. Kyle, send the people home happy one last time. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. We appreciate each and every one of you, and you have been walloped. Listening to a Wallop Media podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Wallop Media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at Rylan Wallop and Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Wallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. You can find his work at facebook.com slash spearkingco. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, maisiemulderdesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by ACAST. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com slash wallopmedia.